welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we're going to talk about our spectacularly fucked launch that we just had that really was a big failure. Um, and we're going to talk about how we can use failure to um, our benefit. Yeah, I mean, it's such a cliche, right? Oh, you know, everyone has to fail. Everyone, like everyone what, are, what are some other things people say? Like, everyone has to fail... Um, part of the process and everything but like yeah. it, the thing is because it, it really is like it, it really is I know. just the I key often, i've been thinking obviously about failure a lot because of the shit show of our last launch and i every time i speak about it, i'm like this just this sounds like such a fucking cliche mm. it's like you only fail when you give up blah, blah, blah. and it's like annoyingly these cliches are really very valid yeah i, I do i think that you know almost framing it as a fail maybe is the cliche thing now it's like it's like it's not it's just part of the process right yeah it wasn't really a failure it it did not meet our expectations no or and the failure was that we did like we just fucked up on several things as well that's what i I mean i think you're maybe more concerned about the actual like you get more concerned about how many units do we put do we sell on the day whereas i'm much more concerned about like the technical failure right why because that's that's what i feel like that's my job and i fucked it up right i see yeah 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 well, yeah, because the... And also, I, I'm not as worried, I feel like, about, like, I don't get as worried about maybe sales. money story thing. Yeah, sales. Yeah. Well, I have more money stories than you. Mm. God damn it, there's a fly on our podcast. It's okay, we can't hear him. Okay. Um, yeah, so so basically, let's just tell the story. We made a really fucking hilarious reel about it. So if you've missed our cinematic masterpiece you can go have a look at that but let's let's talk about why this launch of two events two online events failed so spectacularly so we were doing something that we're not used to which was selling two online events yeah and the for everything from the technology that we were using to the format to the copy it was all new like it was all new territory like when yeah. we launch a new book we know what we're doing we launched a new course, we know what we're doing. When we put out a podcast episode, we know what we're doing. Like, It's just like, this was all completely... It was fresh. Fresh. I mean, we've done one workshop before, but even then it was an in-person one. It was a bit different. Like, yeah. Didn't have to worry about time zones and stuff. And like, yeah. you know, that's the thing that really fucks you. Like, honestly, the, so like 90% of the stress of the event comes came from... People being What confused. time is it in America and Europe? Yeah. When this is on. People getting confused about that. And, and us getting confused. Oh, like, like us we being get like having, having two screens open, being like, so 10 a.m. Australia is. And then like, because it's right around daylight savings changeover for both, you know, hemispheres. And it's it it so just complicated. Whoa, crazy. Anyway, the first mistake was that we didn't put the date on any of the event things. So it launched. No one knew the event times or dates. People were dreaming us being like, cool, but when, when? <laughs> is it on i'm like how the fuck and do you we miss like, that we like went through all of it like, the night before we like, triple quadruple so checked like dumb. how do you because because we put oh because we put the times in we just assumed yeah. like, it was like oh the times we, are in we focused so hard on so the people times. know what time it's on but it's like could be any day so we didn't put the dates on and then the event page like an hour into the launch just deleted itself yeah one of them deleted itself and the other one hid itself Mm. which is Delightful. i don't know yeah which essentially is like at least at least everything existed there and you just put it over to visible non-hidden non-hidden but the other one literally every all the information and we lost itself. a copy so it's like i'm calling amy she's on the on the car going to the gym and i'm, I'm like, on the car she's in the car going to the gym and i'm like almost in tears being like what the fuck he just messages me i pick up the phone and he says i'm gonna be sick 
Because it had already happened before, the day before launch. We'd already lost the copy once before. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so we're... And I was so proud of the copy I had written the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, I was just convinced I'd never recreate it, and I still haven't. No. It's a one-time thing. I have this, this new... Th- Amy has now pu- pretty much palmed off writing copy to me, and I have to, like, get in... So, I'm sorry to break the illusion, but it's often I'm trying to th- trying to act as Amy. Like, Amy will come through and edit it, but, like, the first draft is me, and I'm like, what would Amy say? Wow. You are the magic. You are so amazing you are amazing you are the art and we need oh, your art anyway it, I, I do find it quite fun i'm so glad because it's really useful to me it's, yeah. I, it's not something i enjoy anyway so we lost all the copy i had to rewrite it for the second time um the instagram post that i did on it tanked like literally maybe 15 percent of people who normally see it got to see it we had basically we had like one or two sales uh where we were expecting like our launch mm. um like that would be you know, dozens and dozens and dozens. Usually it would be dozens and dozens, yeah. Yeah. And it was just the biggest fucking flop. And both of us because... were so tired. And we just looking at each other being like, oh. Because when you send out the first email, that's when you get the most sales. So it's like, you send out the first email, everyone reads the email, they come to the page and like, I don't know when this is on. Yeah. And they forget about it. I'm yeah. not going to reread that of email. So it's like, you lost, you've lost your entire, like your biggest eyeball yeah session. it's a real fucking shame yeah anyway so uh, let's talk about how it felt to have this failure what, yeah so how did it feel for the you? day was it like there were a few hours there where it was like a real it reminded me of having the assignment due and not and it wasn't the same thing it's like you know when you have an assignment due the next day and you just haven't done it you know it's not to standard oh right yeah or something or like or you're getting your assignment back and you're like fuck i didn't yeah okay got, fucked got it a, got a low a pass but like no but you know when it's coming to you oh like, right oh, I'm just thinking about everything it just reminded me of like that kind feeling. of getting in trouble at school for some reason <laughs> there was maybe an hour there where I felt it and I was like uh, you know I had some stories perhaps oh my god this fly and the other thing is that we, we're kind of the reason it's a little bit more stressful as well is we're kind of relying we're kind of relying on it to front load the funding for our tour yeah for our world tour yeah yeah so we were going to put a lot of the money aside for our tour so we were like there was a fair bit riding on it yeah and there was a moment where i was like well and um, you know i had stories and you know they i did not let them go very far but you know in the, the darker moments i was like well events we can't do events you know yeah and then people you know, don't want this we, we don't people don't want to see we don't want to do events like you know nobody wants us this world tour won't work if this can't work the world tour won't work like you know, and the catastrophizing. Um, and there was probably, I think it was maybe only 30 minutes. I remember I texted my friend Ella and I was like, I'm coming over to your house this evening. Like, I'm having a day. Mm. And, you know, like, it, I think it's beneficial having us in it together. Like, we can both be like, what? And it's nice to share the failure a little bit. Mm. Um, but it felt, yeah, it wasn't... Definitely, you know, launch day is always a bit of vulnerability. It's but so usually, vulnerable. But it, usually it feels at the end there's a reward which is that you feel really good because you're yeah. like oh, my stuff's out there in the world and people are responding and, yeah um, but when it does when that doesn't happen it's like you have all the vulnerability and you have no reward reward and, and that's it, a hard practice for a creative and something that you will know um mm. you know when you're vulnerable and there's no reward there's an, a gap and a space that's left and if you're not careful the space is going to be filled with stories about why you're not enough or why you shouldn't have done this or why you look stupid so you have to and i think you know i, I it's okay to feel that way 
because it is painful and I did definitely let myself grieve it a little bit and I and you know I saw the stories come in and fill the space which were you know this isn't going to work you shouldn't do events nobody wants to hear from you um but then with relative speed we decided okay well how can we make this work for us mm. and it, it's so interesting just literally changing your language about these things this is why you know our journaling practice is so important mm. it's why our, my mindfulness practice i feel is so important it's like just being able to stop the story and literally just you're li- you're essentially aligned to yourself right it's kind of like we were saying last week tricking yourself yeah um into not procrastinating it's like you're essentially lying to yourself about what has happened yeah I mean, you're not, li- you're not lying, but you're, you're, you're changing. You're manipulating, the, you're manipulating story the story to suit a belief system that you are either going to be taken or not. So like if my if I wanted a belief system or if I wanted a narrative to come, you know, to come and settle itself within me that says you shouldn't do events, nobody wants to see you, it'd be very easy to view this failure through that lens and it would mm. confirm, you know, I could make it confirm it. Um, but if I chose another lens, I could use this failure to confirm things that are going to benefit us and benefit our creative journeys and benefit us financially and benefit us, you know, spiritually. Yeah, actually, and I, I want to reframe that a little bit. I'm not saying it is a lie. I'm saying you, to yourself, it's like, I'm just saying it's a trick of the mind. Mm. It's And it works. It's a trick. It's a way you can literally hack your mind. And it's just like a great tool. Speaking of tools, I think there's a power tool happening in the background right Sorry. now. Um, it's a great tool to have in your kit to know this is available. It's like when you graze your knee, you can go and you know, clean the wound, get a Band-Aid, mm. take some Panadol. It's mm. like these. this is a mental equivalent to that. Yeah. When, something, when you have an accident in your business or your creative life. Yeah. It's like you can change the language about it. What's your, in your first aid kit for your creative failures? Well, it's like... You don't like that? No, I, no, I, I like it. Did I respond weirdly? I was like, I thought you were like, no, I don't know. No, I, I loved it. Maybe you, maybe you, that was enthusiasm you were seeing and you misinterpreted it as dismay. <laughs> I loved it. Um, for me, it's, well, getting out the journal, just yeah. my phone immediately and put, going, opening the journaling app that I use, um, the notes app I use and writing it out. Mm. How, one, what lessons I, you know, how is this beneficial to me? Yeah. You know, the phrases, the classic phrase is, how is this, this the best thing that's ever happened to you? Which, you know, is not my phrase. It's been taken from, I don't know how many layers back it is. You're so, you, every time on this podcast, you just plagiarize, plagiarize, plagiarize. <laughs> I know, I'm so used to academia where it's like, have, you've got to cite you your sources. You have to cite then, your sources. But then I can't f- remember the source and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, interrupted. That's okay. Well, I mean, we're all, we're all just plagiarizing constantly, aren't we? We are, yeah. Um, it's all G. It's just that you like our pretty faces and our soothing voices to, to transmit give you transmit information mm-hmm. rather than whoever whichever loser came up with said in the first place. Um, it's yeah, reframing it is what how is this the best thing that ever happened to me? Which is obviously just like ridiculous because it's not the fucking best thing that ever happened to you. But it's like <laughs> how can you make it into a positive experience? How can you own it? How can you make it like um, one take take responsibility for yourself? Don't blame the world. Mm, big because, one. Yeah. And two, how is this best thing ever happened to me? And, you know, this is, once again, this is not, um, you know, if something bad happens to you, this isn't about blaming yourself. No. It's about taking responsibility. It's two hugely different things. About your reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. Something, it might not have been your fault in any way. In fact, oftentimes it isn't your fault in any way. Um, But externalizing the blame and getting angry at external things is such a toxic way of moving through the world. And it's Mm. not going to serve you in any way. Yeah. Because that language you use to yourself and about yourself is so, like, 
your brain is listening, your mind is listening, and mm. it, then that is, you know, producing genuine feelings in yourself. Mm. And you can hack that mm. by essentially tricking your brain. Yeah, and, re- and retelling it. Retelling the, the story, which is what be. which is what we're doing when we journal, what we're doing when we're being mindful. Yeah, so we retold the story. And we said, well, let's just use this as a beautiful moment to share vulnerably about how uh, we are very fallible and we have failures. And so we made our silly little reel, which did really well. Um, People really resonated and loved it. And we felt like we owned it. There was something about the owning of a failure that is just so powerful. You know, it doesn't own us. There's no shame involved. We own it. And um, that was done, you know, through creating a reel, through talking about it, through, you know, literally taking ownership of the story through our words. And, you know, and just, and we've learned so many lessons from this as well. It's like, how can we be, how can we, you know, what should we be checking our work? How should we be making sure that our work is secure and it's not, you know, when things delete themselves. Yeah. Um, Which is obviously. Not writing copies straight straight under the website. Yeah. Um, What uh, things like. For, it forced us usually when we launch we kind of rest on our laurels right and we've talked mm. about this before usually when we launch we're like oh great the email's out um things will just trickle in from here we can just sit back relax it's forcing us now to be more proactive it is it's and it's that's such a good thing so mm. i i've got at the moment a challenge and you're welcome to join late and um there's no fear if you haven't started yet but it's called promote your art for 20 days and it did this challenge for me because because our launch failed so wonderfully and beautifully and to our service now I, we can't rest on our laurels for the launch and now I, I need to be promoting these two incredible events which I am so fucking in love with and I'm so excited to do for 20 days straight and showing up consistently for 20 days straight because it is so easy for me and I know it can be so easy for you to shy away from marketing to shy away from showing your art to shy away from promoting your art so it's 20 days straight of showing up in some way or another online promoting your art and that's what I'm going to do and I wouldn't this challenge wouldn't exist without that failure and this lesson wouldn't exist without that failure. And it's, it's made us, forced us to think of interesting ways to promote and, and like, we, like, for example, the reel. Like we never would have made the reel. No. It was really fun. We had a really fun time we'll doing do it. we'll do more now. Yeah, we'll do more now. It's given us an idea, showing us what we can do, like yeah. doing like business-focused reels. Um, really enjoyable experience. So fun. So fun creating with you as well. So fun. So fun being silly with you. I know. And just being able to be silly about it, you know? Yeah. And that's not something like we would have probably taken it too seriously otherwise. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think that was interesting is recognizing what, like, what's still good about the product is that we still have a lot of faith in Amy. We know Amy is really good at leading a class, mm. and we know that the product is still going to be great. Yeah. So it's like you know when your when your launch fails or when your product fails, it doesn't mean the product is bad. It means the launch failed. Yes. Yes. And not. And again, like if I chose to have a narrative that this means that I'm not good at events. This means that nobody wants to hear from me. This means that I'm not meant to be doing this. If I wanted to look through that narrative lens, then it would prove that story right. Oh, yeah, it didn't sell well. So so I'm not a good teacher, Um, but I'm not choosing to look through that lens at all. I know I'm a phenomenal teacher. Um, I've yeah. had a lot of practice at it. I'm passionate about it. I love the topics I'm teaching on. And I know, this is literally what I'm on this earth to do. Like, I know that. And so if I look through this failure through that lens, it looks completely different. Mm. Mm. And it confirms that it's the launch's fault, not my capabilities fault. Yes. And it means that now I can show up for 20 days and remind people of why we need to talk about procrastination and why we need to talk about social media and why you need to come to these two events. Like there's a world now in a year from where in a year from now we do the same product and we yeah. launch it and we sell out in the first day. Yeah, exactly. And that I feel like we're close to that 
having failed having one, failed ones yeah having had a oh my god yeah success in one 100 percent. yeah i love that mm. you know and it's interesting it's like people i think assume like we assumed that because we have good successes on other product launches that we were automatically just doing the same thing and have good success in this yeah. new one it's like i think you know the hot new thing at the moment is memberships um like we've been doing with inspire collective like that's more and more people are bringing up memberships and then they're just assuming you know i've got a successful coaching business or i've got a successful um i sell good courses online so people are going to want to be in my membership but and they try and launch it like it's their other two their other products mm. and then it doesn't do so well for them mm. um like i think it's just well, like for us you know we have our membership program as well it's very similar to the master classes yeah so we were like oh it's going to be the, you know it's going to be just thing, as well yeah. but it's just like we have to adapt all it's the time. Weird. Business is weird. Business is weird. Similarly for social media, um, like sometimes, you know, the stuff that I do, suddenly it just stop, doesn't stop, it stops resonating in the way it had. Mm. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. It's not even anything wrong with the content. It's like, okay, things are shifting. The world is shifting. We're in constant flux. All humans are needing different things, you know, um, at different times in different parts of the world. You know, how can I adapt all the time just so adaptable and as creatives we are really adaptable because we are fucking creative and we have to know that that's one of our strengths and we have to lean into it and i think you know that can seem really stressful because it's like oh what if i don't adapt quickly enough or if i get it wrong but it's like as that's, we're saying that's what we're saying you're allowed it's okay. to fail. like you're not to not adapt properly you're allowed to like in fact let little failures be a learning experience and not to failures. be like oh no and yeah and big ones and not, and not be like oh no well i guess i'm out of the game Totally. Like, I don't think you really can adapt without moving through failure because mm. then why would you have adapted? Yes. <laughs> you need it to know that it's time to do something new. And I think that's why it's like, I'm not, it was a really great quote from, oh, I think it was Tia Claire Toomey, the CrossFitter. And she was like, sorry to bring CrossFit once again to the podcast. Also a really great quote by Tia Claire Toomey. It was, I know. She's a sweetheart. She's the sweetest little lady. But she was talking about, I don't know if it was her She's or her coach Shane. She was saying like, I don't see it as adversity because this is like, it's just my path uh, when something goes wrong in her, you know, in the gym. I know it's like, seems like small fries, but it's, she's like, it's not, it's not adversity. adversity. It's, it's my path. She's like, I'm sick of people talking about, Oh, I had to overcome adversity to get there. It's like, it's not adversity. It's just like, if that's, you can reframe that small failure as just like, this is what I choose. This is what I'm choosing to do every day. I love that. It's not adversity. This is like, this is just what I'm this choosing to do. Like when I, I Love She's that. like, when I go to the gym for four hours, it's not adversity. It's like, I'm loving it. I'm having fun. Like, it's my path. Yeah. I'm choosing it. It always really annoys me when, like, I'm really sorry, guys. We're just going to... It is relevant, but I'm going to continue talking about CrossFit. When, like, Matt... Fraser. Is Fraser is like, I deserve to be the best because I go through such hard times. I, have, like, I put myself in the most you pain. You work out. That's what you want to do. Yeah, you're like... Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. and similarly as writers as creators as artists as whatever it is you do as your craft like that doesn't that comes with adversity and that's the path that you chose mm. can you own that yeah and it's like are you gonna do you want to when something wrong when something bad happens to you do you want to frame it as like a really painful experience and then suffer for longer as a result or do you want to frame it as just like accepting it it's part of the process like mm. it's part of my journey and it really does take a lot of the sting away and the pain away mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
just thinking about um my beautiful friend angel who had like just a fucking shit show over 2021 and like she had some of the biggest like you know like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars lost failures invested in this incredibly beautiful creative space like decked it out like hundreds of thousands of dollars went into the space and then COVID hit and she ended up having to leave it move away from it and she lost literally she became homeless for a while and I'm just looking at what she does now and the way she's regathered herself and the the lessons that she's learned like that was a big failure like she lost her home she lost everything she had no money after putting her heart and soul into a creative project and you know she rebounds Mm. and like it's just so possible when you look around at the creatives that are taking up space and, and thriving they fuck it or like you know Brandon Sanderson, thirteen books written, yeah, all rejected before, and now he just did the biggest Kickstarter in the world, twenty plus million dollars. Yeah, thirteen books of failure. Or... That's so many. I just want you to sit with that. Thirteen mm. books. Mm. But you know, I have written I'll... four. Yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously, I don't want to be these podcasters who are like just grind it out. You know, oh my like, god, no. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying like you can move gently through these points of failure or you can be like that person you can there are multiple there's three paths or you can bounce off failure and let it do value from the past or you can be those people who are like yeah i'm feeding off my pain and it's like yes, that's, that's i feel so like interesting. that's almost just as bad as the bouncing off it's like oh yeah it's not sustainable and also you're not going to be abundant or joyful or hmm. a lot of artists do that yeah they they see the failure they see the pain and they're like this is my fuel but i think it, that fuel one, you're not going to be as happy and fulfilled using that fuel. Two, once you achieve your goal, it's going to feel empty. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. The revenge as fuel or the, like, mm. yeah, like I was wronged. Yeah, again, I'm I think it's, you're not really wrong. taking responsibility again there. Oh, the fly is, the fly on, is the camera. on the camera. I cannot with this fly. Go I cannot. Fly. He's a podcaster. He is a podcaster. He's, he's like, famous. He's a famous fly. Uh, you guys said start a podcast and trying fucking you're putting me down. He's like, guess what, mom? I was on the unpublished podcast. <laughs> Literally thousands of people heard my fly wings buzz. <laughs> Just fly jokes for you guys. Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I found that motivation. Like, you know, I have that horrible story about that uh, writing teacher who like wrote stupid all over my work. She was really critical of my books. And like, sometimes I just think about her and I think about how, um, I just wanted her to see me in like my most thriving success. And sometimes I'm like, I could have really chosen to lean on that because it can feel like quite a potent source of energy, Mm. like to prove someone wrong or to prove the world wrong. Um, but I don't think in the long term it would feel that nice. Yeah, like who are we going to be angry at? Because I watched it and go, well, like you guys? Like just the, oh, so that's ridiculous. Yeah, or like Squarespace. Well, yeah, it's like it's it's on, it's, I mean, it's on us. Or we could have blamed each other. Or blamed each other, yeah. yeah. Personal responsibility in these kind of situations is really important. I think it's the first step that you have to do. Like you just have to take responsibility for it. You have to own it. Um, yeah, like obviously, you know, you might come from legitimately shitty circumstances and mm. things may legitimately oh, be hard it's for not you. saying that like that um but it's less like that's like if you've the fra- framing can still work like yeah. framing that framing it in such a way that you feel like well what can i do and what it just means that you're not sitting in a situation where you're the victim because it's very hard to do anything from a victim space mm. um even though you know it's very real and you know 
some really shitty fucking bad stuff might have happened to you that was not fair and you need to acknowledge that too like this was unfair it was bad and you're allowed to grieve that but sitting in that victim place for too long it's just you're powerless Mm. and you're not going to have that creative energy you're not going to have that drive to until you are like okay well these are my circumstances how can I deal with it Mm. it's an ownership it's not again it's not taking blame it isn't your fault if it isn't your fault it isn't your fault there's a big difference between blame and responsibility yeah it's it's like they're two different words yeah I mean obviously (laughs) yes I know but like semantically they have different meanings completely different meanings yeah I wonder what the the old OED says in between them interesting yeah Um, I think something else I want to talk about was you know even at the size we've grown our business to, even with Amy's Instagram following, even with the unpublished podcast, even with our mailing list, like our, some of our launches, like sometimes we still open to crickets. So yeah. it's like, this isn't something you're going to insulate yourself from yes, by growing bigger great. and bigger. Like it's not, it's not like you just break free of this one day. No. And you know, when you, when you're, when you feel like your launches are failing and you feel like, Oh, no one's got my eyes, on, not any eyes on me. It's like, we're, we we understand. Like, we're yeah. here with you. Like, and there's a lot it. of big creatives who move through the exact same thing. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about her. Ooh, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of the book. The, the, the botanist book. The, the one, one after You Pray Love. Yeah. It just bombed, man. It bombed. And it's Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. And she's just written one of the biggest books in the world. And her mm. second book. It's about botany. It's a really beautiful book, actually. I really, I've read it. I liked it. But it... <laughs> pooped itself Mm. and it did really really poorly and you know it's just not you can't i like what james said you cannot insulate yourself from failure you cannot insulate yourself from that feeling of being vulnerable and then not having the reward for being vulnerable you we have to know how to move through this we have to have our little first aid kit of narratives that are going to fuel us um you know mothering caring techniques like we need a first aid kit of ways to support ourselves my water bottle Sorry, I just I've been missing that for three days and I just saw it. I'm really sorry. It's Amy. like blended into that background. Yeah, it's like looks exactly the same as the the splashback in our kitchen. You know that little bit that I was just saying. I was like, this could be a reel. I'm so sorry. But then you... I just I forgot we were in a podcast a for a bottle. second. Fuck. Podcast mode. Podcast mode. What were you even saying? I don't know. I'm so sorry, everyone, and I'm sorry, Paul, who's going to have to make this into three reels. <laughs> um, I've literally no idea what I was just saying. Well. Aren't I an asshole? Is this, is this the end? I take responsibility for that. Great. I don't. Th- I had something else to say. I was going to move gently onto that water bottle has been the source of all my pain for the last three days. <laughs> take responsibility. Culminating James. here, I know. Um, I was going to talk a little bit more about. Um, I know you said we maybe should do a whole podcast on this, but the getting having discomfort as a practice. So when discomfort comes out, when resistance comes out, when things aren't going your way, just clocking and being like oh my god this is where the growth happens this is Mm. the discomfort zone is where the growth happens and you know you're just not going to become a better creator and become a better human become a better version of you without these moments of discomfort and so making sure that in your day when you find that discomfort you're like this is my practice this is like a holy ritual i move through so when you post that post and no one's responding to it and you're like feel so vulnerable and so uncomfortable and you've got all those stories that are coming up that are like why do you even do this whatever blah 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 blah, blah. you're like this is my practice Mm. This, these failures, this discomfort, this is a part of my practice and this is how I become a better creator, better artist, better human being. I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about, well, maybe that'll be next week. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, what I was going to say was that, you know, 
we could have stayed on the safe path. After the journaling compendium came out, we could have just only released eBooks mm. and kind of been, you know, just stayed in our comfort zone. But mm. then our business never would have grown. Mm. It would have, like, we would have just been going launch to launch with the books. Like, maybe some of them would have been ticking away in the background. Like, it would have been, like, probably would have, probably would have grown a bit. Like, mm. it would have been fine. But I think, you know, the decision to branch out has been, and then the scary decision to branch out has been what has really helped us grow the business. Totally. It's the discomfort. I'm still really proud of us for branching out into these one-off masterclasses because I think also it could be a a really great part of our business. I think it's something that would be um, good for the world, uh, something good to offer the world, Mm. Um, you know, a dedicated longer block of time to spend with Amy. Yeah. I think that's a really great thing. And it's like, but it's a scary thing. Yeah. But I'm happy we are doing it. Me too. I'm so happy we're doing it. Like, I'm happy we didn't just sit in ebooks. Oh my God. Yeah. Me too. So, let's end this podcast by talking about like what this actually is about. This can be a little bit of part of my promote up 20 days. Mm. Um, so, we have two events coming up. They're online events, but they will be recorded. So, if you can't make them live, you will, you will access recording. But the intention is, I think, for if you can make it live, come to the live. Um, one's on procrastination because this is the issue that I see running rife around creatives and it's two and a half hours. It's an intensive and we're going to really like dive deep into why you are procrastinating, why you are avoiding the art that's calling your name, the stories behind it. And we're going to kind of cut through the bullshit of like, you know, oh, how can I work my way around this and really look at what's happening for you. The other one's on social media for the creative who wants to be seen. So this is going to be about how we can you know, foster and nurture a beautiful relationship with social media, which I know is some a sentence that like you just wouldn't think possible, but I believe it's possible, especially for creatives, how we can thrive on social media, how we can be seen, how we can navigate the uncomfortable times, how we can make discomfort a practice on social media and how we can take up space and coronate ourselves and yeah, just show up. So that on, do you want to say the dates, James? Yes. So the social media masterclass is a bit more friendly for Americans. Obviously both of them are going to be good for Australians. Um, uh, and that'll be 10 a.m. Saturday, the 27th, Sunday, 27th of March, AEDT, which is actually Saturday, 26th of March at 4 p.m. PDT and 7 p.m. EDT. And the other masterclass, no. which is... What? Did you read that wrong? 4 p.m. PDT, 7 p.m. EDT. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, t- tell you what, time zones. You know what? I always think about back when we used to travel by ship, People didn't probably were barely even aware that time zones existed because you're just traveling by ship. So slowly. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah. And you just go to bed like one minute later every day or something. Yeah. You, know, like you wouldn't even notice. Anyway. Let's go down planes. Um, and then the next one, which is more friendly to obviously Australians still, but Europeans, um, Indian, Japanese, um, anyone in Asia, which will be 6 p.m. AEDT, which is 8 a.m. in England, 9 a.m. in Western Europe. Uh, 12.30 p.m. IST, and then, you know, middle of the night in America. But as Amy said, it'll be recorded. Yeah, so if you really feel called, then you can sign up and it will be sent to you. Mm. These, uh, as I said, intensive, they're two and a half hours long. It's like going to a full workshop and we'll have breaks. We're going to journal a lot. You know, I'm not going to push you over the edge. You know, this isn't about hustle. This isn't about, obviously, like I'm not going to fuck with you, but this is about creating... Im- change in your creative journey and really beautiful change and integrating that and really making sure it stays yeah and i wanted to sign off you know just really making sure we go back to this you know often personal responsibility this whole personal responsibility thing seems really like 
pull yourself up by the bootstrap stuff and that's not what we're talking about no you know it's not like don't ever associate me with jordan peterson ever yeah and it's like you know of course it's you know the reason that people talk about this sort of stuff is because it does it does help you on your journey to frame things as how can i control this how can and what's Mm. outside my control it just that is just a helpful thing but it doesn't mean the world can't still fuck with you it doesn't mean like that sometimes shitty things do genuinely happen to you. It's like you're allowed to sit in that pain as well. You're allowed to sit in that pain. You're allowed to have thin skin. You're allowed to be grieving and you're Mm. allowed to take your time with it. Mm. Um, It's just that this is, as we're saying, these are tools you can, you can call upon to move through those things. Yeah. When you're ready and more quickly, if you want to, when you're ready, Hmm. but again, obviously, you know, some people have serious anxiety disorders or uh, people have depression. Like, you know, which is going to make all this stuff more difficult. It's like, mm. oh yeah, just feel better. That's not what we're saying at all. It's like, obviously. <laughs> Try going outside. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. We love you. We're grateful for you. Um, and we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>